the land of the free and the home of the brave. Hello and welcome Desert Mountain members to a very special edition of the Desert Mountain podcast. My name is Michael Craven. I'm always joined by Kim Atkinson. Hi, Kim. Hello, Michael. Uh, we are here when I say very special, first of all, let me just start by saying that May is Military Appreciation Month. Yes. Uh, we had an amazing event here recently, the Tee It Up for the Troops event over at Outlaw. Yes, we did. Which was, I don't, I don't know what you can even say about that. It was just such a cool event for everyone that was involved. We're going to say a few things. <laughs> and so uh, with that in mind, uh, we do have a very two, two very special guests with us today. Would you like to introduce them, Kim? Yes, sir. So we are joined via Zoom by Tim Wengshide. Did I get that right, Tim? Tim Wengshide. 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 We did yeah. practice. We did practice this a couple of times. So <laughs> very good. Tim, uh, tell us a little bit. You are from Teed Up from the Troops and you serve as the executive director, correct? Yeah, that's correct. Uh, been with the organization for like eight years and very, very honored to be able to host our inaugural event at Desert Mountain on May 2nd. It was a great day. It was a great day. So we'll get into that definitely. And then we've also uh, invited a very wonderful and special member to join us, General Derek Hill, who is a very proud member of Desert Mountain and also very involved in a, another wonderful cause called the Veterans Heritage Project. Welcome, General Hill. Thank you very much. Welcome, General Hill. Absolutely. So I guess we can talk about Teed Up for the Troops first. That was, as you just mentioned, Tim, the, the event we had on, on May 2nd. And you were down here for that. We didn't, we didn't have you via Zoom that day. We had you live and in the flesh. Uh, what, did you, what were your initial uh, takeaways from how that event went off and, and how, how it went that day? Well, it went very, very well. It, it truly was a special day. And I think my biggest takeaways were just the fact that there was such a great collaborative effort. Um, the support that we got um, from the Desert Mountain management team, um, from the Desert Mountain membership, and then also working with folks from the community, um, you know, with and then our local partner that we had for the event with the Congressional Medal of Honor Society. I mean, it was just a lot of groups coming together. The Patriot Guard riders were a great addition to the event as well as they roared in and and uh, made a you know grand entrance to get the day kicked off. It's it just the collaboration that everybody pulled together to make the event special, and that's really the key. I think uh, it takes a village. How, how many uh, how many veterans do you did we have that day? Uh, do you know exactly or, or a ballpark? I know I know we, you mentioned the Medal of Honor Society, but how many veterans total? Well, we had about twenty five that were quote unquote invited to attend the event. A, a mix of the five Medal of Honor recipients and. 20 other local combat veterans from the greater Phoenix area. And then obviously a, a strong uh, continued the veterans from the, the members that participated as well, because they wanted to be involved. They wanted to uh, be a part of something that honored and, and supported, you know, their brothers and sisters. Absolutely. I actually had heard some feedback as well uh, from attending and hearing from some members who said after how many years of being a member, that was one of the most special events they had ever participated in at Desert Mountain. So that's a huge credit to you and your team, Tim, for, for pulling that together with us. What other Tee It Up for the Troops events do you host? And, and you know, the, the makeup of, of this golf tournament, 
Um, it's something that you do all the time at, at clubs all the time. Uh, what does that look like on your on your calendar? Well, we do uh, host about 50 to 60 different events each year across the country. Um, and so in each market, you know, it really takes a great team of patriots, of volunteers, of, you know, everybody pulling together to make something special happen. Um, and obviously in a great golf community like Scottsdale um, and in a great club like Desert Mountain, this was very special. Um, and it was, a, you know, an effort that took some time to make sure all the pieces were in place so that it was going to be a successful event and not just something that uh, I, I felt run of the mill. We really wanted to make sure that it was a wow type event. And I think we were successful. I agree. I think that, that the entire, all the events leading up to the golf tournament were so just special. And I, I mentioned earlier when I was talking to Kim, I think proud, pride is a word that, that came to mind for a lot of the membership. They were proud to host it. They were proud to be a part of it. And I think we'll be proud to hopefully have it again, right? We're, we're going to do, do this again next year and hopefully for the foreseeable future, I hope. Every indication we have is that we'll be doing it again. And I think the feedback that we had was, is probably continue to fall right after the men's member guest invitational. It seemed like folks felt like that was good timing. A lot of members still at the club and um, ready to actively engage around a great cause. So, Tim, what would you say after wrapping up this last heat up for the troops a few weeks ago, you went home to Minnesota. What was your biggest takeaway? What was your greatest uh, pride point, biggest memory from from our event? I think that I think there's two things that pop into mind uh, really quickly. One was just the general passion and emotion that I felt from all the members at the event. The, the positive comments and the warm reception that they had for myself and the volunteers and all the local veterans was just genuinely sincere and uh, greatly appreciated. And I think the other part is the fact that we had five Medal of Honor recipients there is extremely rare. I mean, there's only 65 living recipients um, with us at this time. So to have five of them on site and, uh, you know, being so actively engaged you know, throughout the whole thing was just a real blessing because they not just not only joined us for this event, but they got into the community to expand upon their mission as well. Everybody, everybody, I think that we were all just uh, felt so fortunate to have five of them here. That was, that was the question I was actually going to ask you was how rare that is. And I think you just uh, hit on that. Uh, one question I wanted to ask you, General Hill, just as it comes to teed up for the troops, one of the things you mentioned, Tim, was the kind of contingent of Desert Mountain members who are veterans um there are we do have some veterans here on the mountain don't we general hill got a lot of veterans on the mountain a lot of them i i was uh, i i just i guess i just wasn't aware you know you you don't you know not everyone's just going to walk up to you and let you know that they're a veteran but uh how how cool was that to kind of see them kind of be able to step forward on may 2nd and get some recognition for that i gotta tell you the truth i'm not a golfer (laughs) <laughs> so I wasn't there on, but I was there on Sunday helping out, getting ready for it. Yeah, yeah, but I didn't play golf. Yeah, it was it was uh it was just a cool moment. I thought to see that, and like you mentioned, Kim, Patrick, and myself were there and getting video. We'll have a Friday jam this week to kind of honor that event and and recap it. So very good. Yeah. So, Tim, one last question. Um, when we kind of wrapped up the event, you were on the podium, and you uh, presented something really special for our members to bring home with them if they were um, so inclined to, 
either remember the event or uh, provide further support to tee it up for the troops. Um, I did want to mention the setup for the, the tournament was how the fundraising was was uh, structured was to to sign up and sponsor a foursome, right, and, and have the opportunity to play with a veteran, and there were some other sponsorship opportunities. This other idea that came about I'd love for you to talk about. Speaking of the wooden yeah, flags, Kim. yes. Yeah, it's a pretty special thing um, because of the, the young man that um, does the woodworking for those wooden American flags. His name is Andrew Smith. Andrew was an 82nd paratrooper. And within weeks of his first deployment to Afghanistan, um, Andrew was severely injured um, and lost both legs. And obviously that's a you know life-altering uh, traumatic event that can really uh, send someone in the wrong direction. Uh, Andrew, in addition to his family and his faith, had two things that were real passions in his life. One was golf, and the other was woodworking. And um, Andrew has, um, despite you know being a double leg amputee, has become a very accomplished and has continued to be a very accomplished golfer. He's been involved with many of our events. He's involved with the program that uh, President Bush is connected to with the Warrior Open and things like that. But his other passion was woodworking. And I think you know once you go through a dramatic event like that, you you've got to find your new normal. And what what makes you feel whole? And so family, faith, golf, and woodworking. So Andrew got back to woodworking and making some beautifully handcrafted uh, wooden items, one of which is American flag. And um, we worked with Andrew to have kind of a smaller, medium, or a medium size and a larger size wood flag, wooden flag that we made available for Desert Mountains if they wanted to make a Desert Mountain members, if they wanted to make a donation that we would have Andrew produce one of those and then uh, have it delivered to their homes, their offices, or sent to uh, a family or friend who uh, served in the military, whatever the need might be. Great story. Great story, great idea, and a great way to honor the veterans and support uh, the cause. Um, we'll have information on that in the Mountain Minutes, so be on the lookout for that. So, Tim, the money raised from an event like this, uh, when you, when someone, you know, our membership donates to Teed Up for the troops, or anyone donates for Teed Up for the troops, uh, where does that money go? What type of an impact um, is the organization making uh, with the money that they get? Yeah, it's a great question. And we always encourage people to do their homework because, you know, uh, all of our information is online, whether it's financial and, you know, what our objectives are, what our mission is. And we really focus on six core pillars that we identified that we feel are really pertinent to uh, America's veterans in this day and age. And it, it's things like employment and sports rehabilitation and PTSD research and therapy and housing and and, all, and programs like that. So we have kind of a local and national formula that we use where we want to be uh, connecting and partnering with organizations that are helping veterans all across the country, but also having that local impact with a group like the Veterans Heritage Project, which we've been proud to support for many years because of what they are doing right there in the community and working with other organizations to do the same thing. Um, we may not have an event in a state like Idaho, but we sure as heck want to support the veterans in Idaho, just like we are in Arizona and many other states. So it's a, a great formula. We keep our efficiencies very strong. About 6% goes to administrative and a lot goes back to help America's veterans. So, Tim, we love the relationship between Teed Up for the Troops and Veterans Heritage Project, the fact that you can make a local impact as well, which is exactly why we invited General Hill to join us today. And uh, General Hill, thank you again for taking time to, to be with us. Well, thank you for inviting me and giving me a chance to talk about Veterans Heritage Project. That's right. It's a great organization. And I understand they actually have office an office uh, locally, too, um, nearby. 
Yes, we were started in at uh, Cactus Shadow High School. Okay. Yeah, I'll tell you a little bit about that. In nineteen ninety, back in nineteen ninety eight, when Private Ryan was a movie and students were watching that, one of them came in and asked Barbara Hatch, his history teacher, says, "How much of that show is real, or how much of that movie is real?" Said, "I don't know. Let's find out." So she invited World War II veterans to come to the high school class and start talking about what was going on and what their life was like as soldiers in World War II. Wow. And that was out of that grew Veterans Heritage Project because she kept started doing that in 2004. Uh, some students got to talk and said, we could do more with this and we could become an after school club. And that's what happened. And so what year was that when that all began? 1998 was the initial stuff, and then 2004 was really when it became a, a club. Wow. Became a became a, an item everywhere, and in 2009, wrote our book. In 2010, uh, we were, excuse me, I got it backward, 2009, uh, we became a 501c3, and 2010 started expanding into other schools. Fantastic. Pretty yeah. and just just to get the numbers out there so we don't forget, I mean, it's really incredible when you put it that way that it started just at one school with one student having a question. How many students now have we touched or have you touched? Uh through our program, our book, since you asked, if I can hold that up, yes. or Kim can hold that That's up. That's right. Um, this way? Yes. Okay. Uh, which is an annual publication. Students write uh, the story, interview veterans and write the stories and publish the book. They do everything in that book except put ink on paper. Uh, 2,600 veterans have been told their story and have been wow. written up. We have a speakers bureau also where, where veterans visit schools, high schools, middle schools, and uh, colleges. And, uh, and sometimes go into businesses and talk also, and they tell their stories there. We've touched uh, 13,000 students a year. We're at 56,000 students that have been touched by the Veterans Heritage Project now. Incredible number. And a, and a win-win, because you've got the benefit of the stories being told forward to our next generation of leaders and um, what the veterans get out of this process. Yes, there's a lot for it. Our survey show, we're talking to veterans, 25% of our veterans have never told their story to anybody. And there's a lot of medical research that says telling your story is one of the best things to do for those that are having a little PTSD. Mm-hmm. Getting so, to talk about it. So how, how does it work? What's the process then? Um, the organization finds veterans and pairs them with classrooms, individual teachers, and then there's there's uh, meetings that take place as a result of that? Yes. Uh, st- students and teachers and s- in the school district form chapters, and we help them do that. They apply to become a chapter. We tell them what all is involved with it. Okay. And the big thing is supporting, is uh, working on stories and interviewing the veterans. But not everybody likes to write. Mm. But every story is videoed. Oh, okay. Every interview is videoed. So we got students that like to run videos. As I said a while ago, this book is published by the students. They learn to use Acrobat and Publisher wow. and Photoshop. They do the layout. They do. They incorporate the pictures. The artwork is done by students, except for this year. It's being done by a veteran. Oh, wow. Yeah. 
But uh, so the students learn everything. When we do our event for the book signing, students put it together. They put it all together and do it. So they learn how to organize. They learn leadership. They learn so much. And then they're always in touch with veterans, and they're learning even more. You had mentioned, yeah, uh, a lot of the veterans – actually become mentors for some of these students is that true after oh yes yes uh, a lot of times the students to keep in stay in contact with a veteran and they have and become friends and and learn a lot and stay in touch with them that's pretty special mm-hmm. and so with the um, the students it's not just high school but even in some of the junior high schools as well we're in junior high schools high schools Maricopa County Community College University of Arizona and Arizona State have chapters Very so nice. we have 30 chapters in call start calling out I can't remember where I'm living now <laughs> <laughs> we have 30 chapters in Arizona and uh, in Florida okay any uh, um, plans for expansion as people ask, we look at them and tell them what's involved, and we've always got something on the table. But our goal is to get to 50 schools here in uh, Arizona and more chapters in other states. How, how has the HP impacted uh, your life, General Hill? Like, I'm sure it's been a huge part of, of, your, of at least the last 15 years or so, right? Believe it or not, Kathy Wyckoff introduced me to VHP. She had a copy of uh, Since You Asked and Let Me Borrow It shortly after we moved here full-time. And we moved here, wife and I moved here full-time two weeks after I retired and went on terminal leave. And uh, so I met Kathy. She uh, found out I was in the military or had been in the military. And so she gave me the book to read, and it kind of started from there. And you serve on the board? Serve on the board. I've been involved in VHP since 2015, served on the board since 2017. In two years of that, I've been as treasurer. But to get to your point, what's some of the impact? One of the first things I saw was how it infected infected the students, and I got to looking at it a little bit further and saw what it was doing for the veterans and then what it did for veterans' families. There's so many times we hear the students the students tell that my veteran had never told a story. And then we find out So a lot of times the first time the family hears the story is when they read the book. Wow. Yeah, I said, you know, I didn't know dad had done that or I didn't know granddad had done that. Or maybe somebody says, I didn't know my brother or sister had been involved in that, what it was like for them. Would you mind telling the story that you had just started to touch on before we went live with the you said a nurse, I think, from World War II. Yeah, we did a roundtable at uh, one of the book signing events, and we had students, had four or five students, and their veterans they had interviewed, and they were telling stories about the interview and what they had learned and how it affected them. We had a World War II nurse. She was in her 80s. I've never told my story to anybody. This is the first time I've told it. And the student gets to talking about a young girl and says, she was telling me the story about how she would throw herself on the bodies of wounded soldiers during a bombing or a shelling that was going on. And I learned that my life is not important. Helping others is important. You know, now you can, when you say, the student says something like that that has a great impact on them. Remember a male student that said, 
I found out I don't have problems. I interviewed my veteran, and he was 19 years old, and he's telling at the time of his story. Yeah. A lot of... Put it in a different perspective. A lot of perspective and a lot of appreciation. It sounds like, too, what I'm hearing from both of these organizations is just that notion of healing and rehabilitation and supporting our veterans, whether it's through golf uh, and playing the sport at these Teed Up for the Troop events or having the storytelling opportunity uh, that the veterans through VHP have with the students. And I think... For our members' perspective, why we wanted to honor veterans this week, obviously in advance of Memorial Day, is um, to showcase these wonderful organizations and to uh, to share not only how they can get involved in future events, but even make a difference right now and support our veterans uh, in advance of Memorial Day. So so with Veterans Heritage Project, um, what would you like members to know about how they can get involved and support the cause? We get a lot of support from Desert Mountain now. The donors here have been fantastic. Since I've been involved with the Veterans Heritage Project, 10 to 15% of our annual budget comes from Desert Mountain donors. Uh, We have ambassadors here. We have members of the boards here. We have people in our speakers bureau that are members of Desert Mountain. So when we do an annual event called Honor, Protect, Serve, where we bring in a veteran, bring in a student, or actually an, a, an alumni, a student that has graduated from the program and gone on, and a teacher. And they talk about how VHP has affected, their, has affected them. Yeah, there was one student, uh, she spoke this year, she's a Marine Corps captain, and she's being very successful. And one of the things she was talking about is how much she had learned about leadership from interviewing veterans. And how she was able to incorporate those stories into her training and to her leadership of, uh, other, of other Marines that were working for her. And even though she was in the United States at the time, when the Afghan, when Afghanistan happened back in August and 13 soldiers got killed, uh, she, had to help, she, helped, she was able to help a lot of her friends that had been involved and knew the people that had died just because of what, and she says, because of what she learned from the veterans that she had interviewed. So I think it does a lot for her students. It does a lot for veterans. Pays it forward many, yeah, many ways. many, many ways. Helping the, the next generation. Uh, Arizona is number 45 in graduations for high school graduations. 100% of our students that are members of our chapter graduate from high school. It's a good statistic. It's a yeah. great statistic. It's very good. And so you've uh, give, given me a little uh, note here with an event that you'd like our members to know about as well coming up in August. Um, so it's a book signing, right? It's a You're book gonna, signing. Okay. Let me tell you a little bit about the book signing. The, stu- the students put on the program. They do the planning, and they, they're completely involved from everywhere with the program. Generally, there's a choir that sings. It's always very nice. There'll be a speaker uh, Jim Kelsey is the speaker this year who spoke a couple of years ago at Desert Mountain. My, a lot, some people remember him. He was uh, stationed uh, in Europe when the uh, wall started coming down. And uh, the, the nickname for him or, not, or the nickname story for him would be he was responsible for the 24,000 Jason Bournes of the world. <laughs> 
and Jason Bourne's a series of spy movies. So, yeah, so he's got some stories to tell. But what the big thing is about this, about the book signing that is so great, is uh, the room will be set up. So after the program, which runs about an hour, hour and 20 minutes, the veterans that are there that are published in the book sit at a table around the room, and they autograph their stories. Nice. Yeah, so the students, they get a book. The people in the crowd, they're buying the books and get, having the veteran sign their story. And are we able to purchase these books through the website, of course? Through the website or show up that day, and we will have them for sale. Very nice. Yeah, very nice. Well, I really mean this. I can't think of a better book to just have around in your house, on your coffee table, and anytime you just pick it up, you get a different story of a different veteran that was written by a student. There's a lot of them in here every single time. It's just a great book to have, so I would encourage everybody to, to buy it if you can. Yeah, it's a, I tell you how good it is. It goes to the Library of Congress, and the Library of Congress says, if you want to do this program, the model is Arizona Veterans Heritage Project. Very impressive. Yeah. I guess just to tie it back, uh, Tim, to bring you back in, I mean, I know you already know a lot about VHP, but to hear General Hill speak about all the good that it does, uh, how does that kind of reinforce for you, uh, you know, how fortunate we are to, to be involved with a, a, a program like that. I, I mean, so many things that General Hill stated just really resonated with me um, strongly. Our mission at TDA for the Troops is to honor, remember, respect, and support all those who serve. And by doing what they're doing in schools, what a better way to honor, remember, and respect all the men and women who sacrificed, served and sacrificed as that, as that program highlights. Uh, but the other thing he said that really stuck with me, and I'm a big believer in it because I've seen it in action, is how telling your story is incredibly therapeutic. Um, it's really sad that so many have bottled that up for, the, for years. And I think the best example of that is our Vietnam veterans. Uh, when they came home, uh, they were not welcomed the way they should have and the way many post 9-11 veterans have been welcomed and, and, and been taken care of. And so a lot of those Vietnam veterans have kept that bottled up for such a long time. And uh, to be able to have a program where they can feel comfortable sharing their story and allowing their family, you know, to understand some of the things that they went through and then sharing that with the schools as well. is just unbelievable. Um, really a great program. And general, we had to talk about how we get a program and a chapter started in Minnesota. I'm ready. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. Love it. Mission on. General Hill, we would be remiss not to ask you about your background, uh, your military background. I know you have a, a long one. Can you tell us about it? Yeah, I'd love to. I'm Derek Hill. My wife and I live in Apache Peak Reserve. I was born in Talladega, Alabama. NASCAR fans know where that yes, is. Yes, they do. Joined the Air Force while I was living in Alabama in 1985 when I was 29 years old. Retired 29 and a half years later in 2014. I've served in the Air Force, Air Force Reserve, and the Air National Guard. Of those 20, 29 and a half years, 22 were in a full-time status. I was a JAG for 19 years and nine months of it. A JAG is a member of the Judge Advocate General's Corps, a lawyer. I was given the opportunity to become a director of staff and was promoted to colonel, so I left the JAG Corps, then became a chief of a joint staff where I had Army and Air working with us. 
I was eventually promoted to Brigadier General, and in my last assignment, I was in charge of the Iowa Air National Guard. And two weeks after leaving that job, we moved full-time to Desert Mountain. (laughs) And the rest is history. It is history. I know a story about uh, where you met your wife. Can you, do you mind sharing that story? Wife and I were at a Phi Alpha Delta law fraternity convention in 1980 in Hot Springs, Arizona. Excuse me, Hot Springs, Arkansas, when we were both law students. And our first day, we met there, and our first day was at the home of another couple's member couple, another pad couple. She was the... Uh, she was a partner in a Little Rock law firm, and he was governor. Oh, that sounds familiar, <laughs> I'd say. That is. Yeah. I think we can connect the dots there. I'd be able to. Yeah, it was a great date. Uh, there were about 500 of us on the governor's lawn, and they were up on a balcony looking down at us. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest, they say, to that is history. <laughs> Very good. And, you know, you mentioned uh, – being here at Desert Mountain, obviously now completely full time. Uh, you had also mentioned that your wife is active. You're active. You you work with care. Can you tell us a little bit more about your activities here uh, from that standpoint? Yeah, we we are. Uh, my wife is a former board member of Care and is on the advisory board, and I'm on the board now, and I'm the treasure, current treasurer for Care. So we've been involved in that. I've been a member. I was on the HOA for a couple few years. I was on design review committee and chairman of the design review committee. And I have worked, been on the, served on the club's communications committee and the club's nominations committee. So You have served in many, many ways, <laughs> sir. With all, with all due respect to all of the guests that we've had on the podcast, Sir, that is quite a resume. Well, thank you. (laughs) I've enjoyed every minute of it. So, General Hill, where can we find you out in the mountain? What do you like to do when you're here at the club? God, there's so much to do. I try to hit Sonoran at least three times a week. The trails are nice. We're just looking at them. True. Yeah, we live in Apache Peak up at 3,600 feet, so it's got a great, great view. We really, really enjoy that. Clubhouses, the restaurants are fantastic, and everybody's always friendly. That's wonderful. Well, it's a great place to call home. And Tim, we look so forward to growing and expanding on the Teed Up for the Troops program and and hopefully um, having, you know, a really successful event under our belt and then some additional exposure to kind of help paint a picture of of what took place uh, will help generate some some wonderful momentum for everybody. So we're very grateful. Yeah, very. Uh, thank you so much for joining us today, Tim, and thank you so much, General Hill. It's been an honor to have you here. Thank you. It's been my honor. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you thank what. Thank you very much. I think that uh, supporting VHP, supporting Teed Up for the Troops, there's a number of ways to do that. But I think more importantly, it's remember to thank a veteran this week. And uh, that's what we're doing um, with all of our coverage. And, of course, in advance of Memorial Day, thank you to all of our veterans. Thank you. Thank you, veterans. Uh, Tim, I got a story I want to tell. If oh, you let's see. keep going. Let's go. I love it. I got a story. Give you an idea of what some <laughs> of the students hear from veterans. This one veteran from the Korean War was telling his story. He would been. He was with a. He was not in charge of anything at all. He was just a foot soldier, and they had been given the order: hold the hill at all cost. Well. 
He's gotten wounded nine times. He's reaching for a gun because he's out of bullets. He's reaching for another weapon from a fallen soldier. He rolls over, and a Chinese soldier sticks a rifle in his back, and he's taken into his prisoner of war. He's released from prison two weeks before his 18th birthday. Now, how would you like to be the student that does that interview? Perspective. Yeah. Yeah, what a student can learn. I'll say. Yeah. And it and it's not even just uh I'm sure the students get tremendous perspective because I think our younger generation, you know, we need that. We we definitely need perspective. But even our membership, even us around here when the teed up for the troops event were, was here and hearing stories of the veterans that day, even for us, we're not students anymore, but the perspective was huge for us too. Yeah. So even even for someone of any age to read through these stories, the perspective that it gives you is is amazing for for anybody. But. That's a, that's a great point because I talk about how the students are impacted, but I remember the stories that impacted me. It's a great yeah. point. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I've got a friend up here that uh, likes reading the book and reads a story every day. That's the way she starts the day. Talk about practicing gratitude. Yeah, yeah. That's excellent. Is there anything else you want to say to our uh, membership, uh, General Hill, like just to, to kind of close it out, close out the podcast today? Monday's Memorial Day. Please remember those that didn't make it home. Amen. Amen to that. Tim, thank you so much for joining us and for taking time. We appreciate it. Thank you for having me. It's been great to talk to you. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Tim. Really appreciate your support. Thank you, General. Thank you. And Michael. Thank you. Thank Thank you, members. Members.